Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. All right, I think we're we're live. So uh, welcome. This is a first episode of a podcast that uh, my friend and I are doing called the Misfit Messengers podcast. And here I am. My name is uh, Jenny Moffitt, and I have my friend Amanda Hoshite here. And <laughs> there you go. And really, this this podcast is just a conversation between two friends who want to talk about life and faith and scripture and just have an opportunity to have an uplifting conversation, maybe tell funny stories or crazy stories, um, ask hard questions, but try to, you know, work through them and, and be honest and open. And so, yeah, anything you got to add to that, Amanda? No, we're just very excited. Um, Jenny and I are known for our long winded, um, super, uh, loopy doopy kind of um synopsis of life ministry friends family god um and all of that stuff and we are just um excited and terrified to share that with all of you guys <laughs> excited and terrified are good good words for that honestly uh so yeah i i've been wanting to do a podcast for a while i don't i think i shared that with you but also i felt like just having it by myself would not be would not do it justice so like, you know, who would be an awesome partner to do a podcast with? Because we have, I think people should listen to our conversations anyway. I mean, I enjoy our conversations. Maybe other people will too. Yeah. And it's less than time consuming than writing a book. Yes, it is. Because you can speak way faster than you could type. And then when you type, you have to like go back and edit it. Not that we're not going to edit some of this, but anyway. So Probably today- We are misfits. We are misfits. Yes. So part of, part of the reason for the title, We Are Misfits, uh, just that whole idea that, that we're a work in progress, I think, and that uh, sometimes we're a hot mess, uh, but uh, also that uh, God, has re- ha- God can redeem the misfits, right? Right. I think that's one of the greatest things I love about scripture is that it is just people having encounters with God. And when you meet them, they are not the heroes of their own story. Right. They are often in usually either just a mundane or crazy life scenarios, normal life. These were normal people, normal human beings um, living their normal everyday lives. And God impacts them and meets them where they are, uses their um, eccentricities, um, if you will, for his glory. Um, And that is one of the greatest, to me, redeemable things about scripture, about God, is that he doesn't wait for people to be perfect to use them. He perfects them in their weaknesses mm-hmm. for his good. And I find yeah. a lot of hope in that because I mess up several times a day <laughs> or, <laughs> or even more. And God has proven over and over to redeem them um, yeah. for his glory if they're given to him to do that. And so that's, that's what excites me. Exactly. That's well said, friend. Well said. Yeah. Misfits are, whew, but that, I take pride in that a little bit, like, cause then it's not me, right? It's, it's not what I'm doing. It's what God's doing through me. And that's just super cool. So the fact exactly. that God would, would use us is pretty incredible and terrifying all at the same time. But, and then messengers, because of a couple of reasons, one, because uh, we are Salvation Army officers and our session name was messengers of the gospel. And so we have that concept of being a messenger, but also the idea that messengers are people who bring good news well if they're messengers of the gospel they bring the good news right but they're they're just speakers of of a message and we have i feel like been given a message from god 
that says, hey, you're loved, you're cared about, uh, there's, a, there's hope for you, there's, there's a path forward for your life, no matter how deep or dark it's gotten, God can jump into that, that, that mess and redeem it. And I think that's an amazing message to proclaim and to, to shout out on the rooftops or the internet, as the case may be. And so hence the Misfit Messengers podcast. So, yep, I'm in. I'm down. <laughs> yeah. I always said we got to make t shirts. So, if we ever do that, well, we're working on a logo. Hopefully, it'll be a good logo. We can make t shirts and it'll be good. People can buy them or whatever. I don't know. But we wanted to start this first episode. Obviously, we kind of gave you the background on the name and kind of gave you a little bit about, you know, why we want to do a podcast. But we also wanted to share a little bit about our stories and kind of how we got to this point is we both came from kind of some different, 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 excuse me, if I could speak English, different or unique kind of background as far as Christianity goes, as far as becoming a Christian goes. Um, and I feel like the story should be shared. So I don't know, Amanda, if you want to go first and share a little bit about your story of how you, how you even came to, to the Lord or. Sure. Yeah. Again. Um, okay. So I am, um, I am a big Dr. Who fan. So I, I like to talk about time in a linear, um, like he does timey, wimey, loopy doopy kind of, uh, a thing. And I, that's kind of how I think my salvation story, um, is, um, so um, a little bit about me. Um, I grew up in a single parent household with a single dad. My mother um, had her set of issues and she was absent um, for, well, has remained absent for the majority of my life. Um, we can get more into, we have a little bit of a connection now. We can get more into that later, but from really the ages of one and a half to uh, what, 27, <laughs> um, really no contact. Um, so it's just my dad, my dad's a Marine Corps drill sergeant, like Marine Corps guy, that kind of military uh, thing. Um, and for our life was hard. Um, we lived in a pickup truck for several years in Minnesota in the winter. Um, there was no really shelters for men and kids at that time. And so we, um, I really learned to be a bootstrap kind of a person, mm. Um, when my dad, when, so when I was about four years old, my dad actually got saved. Crazy story. Found a track on a shoe, met some Mormon missionaries, started reading the Bible for himself, got saved. Crazy wow. thing. But, wow. um, and after that, really, um, as things do, I kind of went to pot. Um, we lost our house. He lost a wife. Um, we lost everything, ended up in this pickup truck. But um, those were really formative years to know that you have to trust God in everything. So for when I was young, I really was like, yeah, it's fine. Everything's like, there's this guy in the sky and he'll take care of it. And that's all right. Um, now, of course, when you get to prepubescence, you get kind of angsty and cray cray. Um, and I was not the same. And I, um, I was, so if you've ever been to a church, especially one in the inner city, I grew up in Minneapolis. Um, sometimes you come across precocious, feral children. So that was me, right? Hair unkept, dirty uh, mismatched, very loud, very like, everyone should love me, right? One of those kids, okay? And um, we tried to go to this church, and really, um, as you can imagine, I was uh, kind of kept at a uh, <laughs> two arms length, um, and I really felt like there's probably this God who loves me, but the people here don't. 
Um, and when they kind of had a falling out when I was about 13, when I overheard the pastor and the youth pastor kind of talking about how to exclude me from things. Oh, and, wow. um, and so that was kind of like, well, you don't want me. I don't want you either. So, right. Um, it kind of, I stayed, I completely left church stuff. Um, my heart got hardened. Um, then fast forward a couple of years to high school. I was, uh, not a very nice girl. Um, I still precocious, loud and awkward, um, <laughs> but not very kind, especially kind to people who I perceived to be the villains of my story. These Christian types. Yeah. Um, in fact, one of my uh, favorite pastimes Wednesday night, I lived near the mall of America and I Wednesday night was like youth group night. And I was like, come evangelize me suckers. Right. So I could just make you cry as you flee in, in terror. But I got me reading scripture um, to kind of contort it but I was what I was really looking for was can someone defend their faith to me because I don't want a faith that's weak yeah so I would my 16 year old self would never admit this but I was still searching for someone to stand up for what they believed in because I wanted it to be true mm -hmm. but I got involved in all kinds of uh dumb stuff that teenagers get involved in and um but I was very very angry and I was very very pushing people saying um, if you won't love me, then I won't love you either. Ooh. And kind of um, in my heart, really feeling unworthy of love. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I get to be about 19 or so, um, I have an encounter with God sitting outside of this place called Hard Times Cafe. And, um, and, the, and really, probably a story for another time, but the question of morality, where does morality come mm. from? Yeah. Is it, a, is, can, can humanity teach itself morality? Ooh. Right. So that, let's so write that, that down and cover that on another episode. Ab yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> that's kind of playing in my head and I'm like, what are these dumb thoughts? I don't want to think about dumb stuff like this, but um, the answer um, I came to realize is no, right. Children never disciplined do not choose right or morality on their own. There ha it has to be taught. So then I'm like, all right, well, which one of the faith things, because I'm trying to avoid Christianity like of the plague. So I'm like, which one of these, you know, should I be, should I do Taoism? Should I do Buddhism? Should I do enlightenment? Whatever. But all of them kind of fell short. And so I remember sitting on this thing saying, oh, dang it. I think it's probably Jesus. <laughs> Fine. Darn it. I'm a Christian now. <laughs> uh, that was my, that, for real, on this curb, in the streets, probably 11 o'clock at night, being like, oh, fine, I'll be a Christian. It's dumb. And uh, <laughs> then, you know, um, after that, um, probably when it really, really struck my heart, it was like a seven days of crying. But then, you know, we got over and, um, but the Holy Spirit opened my ways to say, um, you're loved. And my name, Amanda, actually means worthy of love. Mm -hmm. And I kept going saying, I know who you are. And I love you. And so, um, yeah, it's been, oh gosh, how old am I? I'm 34. So <laughs> you can do that math. I'm not doing it right now. Uh, um, but I was 19 and, uh, and God really has maintained that to say um, that I'm loved. And if I can be loved, then anyone can be loved. And so to make it my mission to love the, un the unloved and to let them know that their questions are okay, mm -hmm. that they're wrestling is okay that if they are the weird precocious dirty kid that it's okay and that there's a place for them in the kingdom of heaven because there was a place for me yeah wow 
I know a lot to unpack, but that's, that's no, it's, but it's good. It's, it's, I mean, that's just such an incredible story of God's coming, God coming into your situation and circumstance, right? Your life and saying, I love you. I see you. I think of when you were talking, I think of Hagar, uh, right now mm-hmm. we're, in, we're doing a Bible study at, at my core. On yeah, El Roy. Yes. yes. You and there you go. We're both ironically, we're both, she's preaching on Genesis. I'm teaching on Genesis and Bible study. So we're both in this Genesis kind of mindset, but, but Hagar comes to mind and that whole idea that, that God sees her and she's, mm-hmm. she's the first one to name God, to give yeah, him a and, name. And she starts out that story as, as the nobody. Right. And she ends up in, um, I want to say it's Genesis 14 or 15. I should just know. But yeah, I should know anyway, yeah, somewhere uh, but she ends up the end of the story as the hero, yeah. as the one who recognizes who God is. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's just like a perfect example of what God does for people. Yep. Yep. But then he also asks her to go back. Uh, the first time that they, they mm-hmm. are encountered in the desert, he says, go mm-hmm. back go back yep. to your, your mistress, go back and suffer. And I think that yeah. part of the story too, is so poignant. Yeah. Because God, her, her circumstances didn't change, but right. she exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I think that yeah. that's, you know, part of your story too, what I'm hearing, you know, it's not like you were rescued out of your circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. You said to live with what was going on in, in your life and circumstances and situation, but, but you, were seen and known by God and, and felt that. And, and that's just so incredible, such an incredible thing. There's a lot to unpack. And I think there's a lot to unpack about Hagar's story and how that fits with just the idea of just because we're loved by God doesn't mean that he saves us out of circumstances. Um, he saves us through circumstances. And often mm-hmm. it's those circumstances that can grow us and mature us and, and cause us to have deeper relationship and deeper faith because of the struggle and the difficulty. I think there's nothing that does, um, that is worth as I can't English bad. (laughs) There's nothing, there's nothing uh, more damaging to our faith than easy times. Yeah. In a lot of ways, you're, you're very right because we get soft, we get easy. It's, it's easy. It's not, it doesn't require work. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, there are times when we need rest. Certainly there are times when an easy season is okay, but not if the season extends so long that, that we do get lazy and that I feel like we need to start writing down these things to unpack the next few episodes. Cause man, then this is, this is one of the reasons for the podcast. Cause we do this, we'll have, we'll just call each other randomly and then end up with this long tea and theology sort of conversation. And I'm like, man, I feel like people could benefit from that. I'm benefiting from it. Right. And um, if you're not familiar with tea and theology, it was something that we did at the seminary at, at CFOT where we were just, um, so I kept interrupting doctrine class with my <laughs> precociousness. And uh, the principal at the time said, um, major share happens. I don't know if you're going to listen, but you told me, <laughs> stop interrupting my class. And I said, well, I got to talk about stuff. So I was like, everyone come to my apartment and we'll just talk about it. And so, and then I served tea. So that's where tea and theology came from. Yep. Um, so thank you, Major Sherry, for uh, <laughs> being a huge part in that. Honestly, and, yeah. Yep. And keeping focus in your class and not letting me disrupt it from what you were teaching because it was good stuff. <laughs> exactly. And honestly, because we could talk about it outside of class, it really enriched 
uh, everything. And, and we had lots of people would come to that. It was awesome. And good conversation, good discussion, really working through uh, hard stuff, right? Stuff that needs to be talked through. And, and I think sometimes we take the easy road, right? You go read some commentary and commentaries are just people's opinions, right? You got to <laughs> dig into scripture for yourself. You got to, you got to think it through and ponder on it and meditate on it and pray about it. And yeah. you I'm know, a big proponent that you have to read scripture on yourself because not everyone who stands behind a pulpit, I'm just going to say it's honest or forthcoming or right. right. So the Bible is right now easily accessible and people should definitely read it for themselves. Absolutely. And if, and if we say anything in this podcast that you're like, mm, I don't know, that's weird. Um, let us know about it because we need to, <laughs> we yep. need to sharpen one another mm -hmm. and, uh, we are by no means experts. We're just sharing our opinions on life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. Um, yes. that's my line life. But you know, we're going with what we're going with. <laughs> there you go. No, that's, yeah, well, that's, that's, this is what it is. This is what this podcast is. So yeah, if anybody comment or i don't know if they're i don't know what this is going to look like friends but y'all if you're listening to this you probably know how to get a hold of us so ask us questions start up a conversation um, maybe this grows into something that uh, is more than a podcast and it ends up being a community which would be great and we can all learn and it, just like just like scripture says right iron sharpens iron as man sharpens man like this is what we're supposed to do is not live as islands, not live as individual people, but in community. And, and that's and, why we get the t-shirts. Yeah, there you go. Living in community <laughs> with, with matching t-shirts. You, Jenny, what's your story? Well, my story, uh, so I, I can tell my story in, in a very short elevator speech and then the really long version. I'm going to kind of meet in the middle there um, just for sake of time. But my story starts, I grew up, um, a J, I guess, culturally close to the church in the sense that where I grew up, um, everybody got you, all the kids got confirmed in the Lutheran church, um, whatever variety of Lutheran you were, it, it, our little town of 120 people, actually, I think back then it was 300 people, but had two Lutheran churches. That's it. Two Lutheran churches in, in one town, but they were different varieties of Lutheranism. And then we could unpack denominational stuff too, but um, when you go through confirmation, which in that, in, in that setting was a three-year program and you get kind of the, the, the background of the church and Bible and all of those sorts of things and what the church believes, I just did it because that's kind of what my grandparents wanted. My parents said, okay, we'll send, send our kids through confirmation classes, but I didn't believe any of it. I was very much a skeptical person who, you know, when I, when my pastor couldn't explain to me how Adam and Eve existed and where were dinosaurs um and you know just different things because i was in junior high and um asked questions about the some of the logical issues i i found in scripture as a junior high kid i was also a precocious um child and often but i was also i was also a, a good kid i guess you could say but i was an atheist this and in high school i would uh very much try to convince christians uh to not be Christian any longer and, and become atheists because of some of the issues within scripture issues within the Bible, how it was inconsistent, or, you know, you have, especially in the gospel stories that are ostensibly the same story, but they have different, 
you know, oh, well, this guy says it was a servant and this, this other gospel says it was actually the guy. And well, this means it's all wrong. It's all false, you know? And so I was basically, you know, convincing Christians and doing actually a halfway decent job of it, which just tells me that, that a lot of times people do that rote memorization, you know, in, in mm-hmm. church and whatever, whether it's confirmation classes or, or soldiership classes or whatever, but they're not actually like figuring that out for themselves. They're just listening to what other people say. Well, I, I ended up having a, a calculus class with a friend of mine from high school. Uh, we weren't really friends at the time. We, we have be, become since very good friends, but she brought her Bible to calculus class every single day. And it bugged me because hello, Bible and calculus do not mix. Like, unless you're praying to God to help you understand calculus, which then I could kind of understand it. But so one day uh, I turned around and I said, Hey, why do you bring your, your calc or your, your Bible to calculus class? And she, uh, she answered me. I have no idea what she said, but that started basically a three-year conversation um, where we would just randomly at random intervals, if we had time or ran each other in the hallway or whatever, just bring up conversations about the Bible and Jesus and Christianity and all sorts of things. And I would pepper her with questions and she would answer them. Or she would say, Hey, I don't know the answer to that question, but I'll go, I'll go find out. Like, so, so she would ask her parents or she'd ask her pastor or whatever. Um, but unbeknownst to me, she was praying for me, right? She was praying that my eyes would be open. She was praying that my, you know, I would get out of my head a little bit and, uh, and, and come to an understanding. Well, uh, transition down, down the road a little bit. Uh, she goes, she was one year older than I was. Well, actually still am technically, cause she's still alive. And so am I. Um, so she went to college. She actually went to a, a master's commission with the assembly of God church to learn how to become a youth minister and, uh, invited me uh, to come. Oh, I'm, sk- I'm skipping ahead a little bit. She invited me to come over to her house um, that first year of her college, uh, for, for new year's. And I was like, all right, that's fine. New year's celebration. Cool with her family. It was awesome. Um, we had a good time. Well, but at the stroke of midnight where my family was um, playing cards and, and listening to music and stuff and partying, her family was praying. And so when it got to me, it was like super awkward. I'm like, uh, pass. Like, I don't want to pray out loud in front of you people. That's crazy. (laughs) But we're, we, uh, we're playing Scrabble at two o'clock in the morning and I will never forget this. And it was just a wild and crazy thing, but we're playing Scrabble two o'clock in the morning. And I close my eyes to think of a word. Cause I like to, I'm highly competitive when it comes to board games, friends will tell you. Um, and, uh, and I ended up uh, having a vision, supernatural vision where I was, uh, in this room, uh, trans, I guess, transported to a room that was, a. Uh, <clears throat> at first I couldn't see anything. It was like foggy or, or smoky in the room. And uh, as I kind of explored the room, it was, it was a room that was a circle. And there was kind of singing in the background, but stuff that I couldn't quite, it wasn't quite loud enough to really pick up what it was, but it, you could tell it was some sort of like an acapella sort of singing. And then as I was there for what felt like a good long while, the smoke kind of or fog or clouds or whatever kind of dissipated. And I noticed that I was in a circular room with mirrors on all the sides of the room and um, didn't seem to think it was that big of a deal. I, I, I wasn't nervous or scared or anything, which is a little weird in itself. But then all of a sudden there's this ball of light in the center and then the mirrors, you know, reflecting on all the sides make this just absolutely super bright. And I actually wrote a poem afterwards. And the only line I really remember right off the top of my head is that science assumes blindness would result. 
like the mm-hmm. um the the ball of light in the center was so bright that I should have been blinded but for some reason I was not and I heard in my spirit you know I, I always tell this story I'm like it wasn't Morgan Freeman having a little you know <laughs> voice of God but in my spirit um, because I had said to my friend again and again, show me proof. I want proof. I want proof that God exists. I want proof that he's real. And so in my spirit, in that moment, in that vision, I heard, is this proof enough for you? Uh-huh. Gotcha. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yep. That's proof enough for me. Thank you. Can I leave now? Uh, uh, cause you know, that's, that's a little disconcerting. Um, um random hallucinations over Scrabble. Yep. Yeah. A little, little, little random. Uh, and, and so I, I came out of this vision and my friends, my friend and her cousin were there and we were playing Scrabble and uh, she's like, what just happened? Cause you, she could tell my, my face had changed and, and not any time really had changed on their side of the, the fence. I thought we were, I was there for like 20 minutes or whatever. But uh, I, so I told her the vision I explained and they were like super excited. Like, yes, you're a Christian. Like you believe in God. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I believe in God, like God exists, but this Jesus thing, I'm still not convinced of. So, cause I'm a stubborn pigheaded woman. It took me a while to get to the Jesus thing. So I was a deist for a while, um, believed that there was a creator God and he did create the universe and he was real. And that vision kind of solidified that reality for me. But then my friend and I would uh, continue this conversation. Well, then I, I went to a master's commission with her in Rockford, Illinois. And, uh, where uh, she had invited all of her friends there to like pester me and talk to me about um, some of the things that I was still struggling with. And she ended up, uh, she was leading a junior high ministry and she had that night planned for a bunch of testimonies. And it was during that night, I couldn't tell you what the testimonies were, but that night during the testimonies, it kind of clicked. Like it all kind of fell into place. Um, Earlier in the day, she had said to me, uh, cause I kept bringing up different things that I had issues with within scripture. And she said, you know what, Jenny, I asked God for discernment. And he told me to stop answering your questions mm. that whatever you need to know, whatever is stopping you or whatever things that you have, that that's between you and God. And it took me aback. Cause like, all I wanted to do was debate, right? Like that's, I, lo- sure. I lived for debate. And since that Avenue was now gone, um, I, I really had to confront the reality of what she had said, what I had known, what I had read from scripture as she kind of guided me to read some different parts of scripture. And so that night, uh, it was a Wednesday evening. I, I, uh, came down, there was a, it was a room with like kind of layered stairs or an auditorium style stairs. And I came down into like this hall closet away from everybody. And I just broke down in tears and wept and said, all right, Lord, um, you're real. I, I can't deny it any longer. I, but if this is, if this is how it's going to work, then you've got all of me. Like this is, I'm not, this isn't going to be half hearted. This isn't going to be um, like half time or anything like that. Like it's I'm all in. So let's do this. Like if I'm all in, let's do this. What do you want from yeah. me? Yeah. And uh, God said, or, or the Lord said, however it was again, no, no, no audio audible voice, but in my, in my heart, in my spirit, I heard, you're going to be a messenger of my gospel, which is just, which at that time I was 19. So it's ironic that you also kind of came to faith at 19. That's true. I didn't realize you were, yeah. I heard this story, but I didn't realize. Yeah, I was like, ni- 19. That um, is so wild. I know God is, God does his thing, man. Amen. And 
so yeah, uh, messenger of my gospel. So he, I interpreted that as I was going to be a missionary. So I promptly found a short-term mission trip to Russia and did that. And then a, a longer term three-year trip to, uh, to Hungary. Um, and then, uh, kind of as life goes on, I'm just real quick, uh, you know, our session name is messengers of the gospel. And that was kind of the confirmation from God to say, oh yeah, this salvation army thing that I'm calling to you too, that you're saying no to, uh, yeah, see messenger of the gospel. That's your name. That's remember when you're 19 member in that closet. Yeah. Okay. And we can, we can unpack more of that too, but just the idea that I was a staunch atheist and had a supernatural encounter with the living God and I couldn't deny it anymore. Isn't that just great how God just meets us where we are and he yep. isn't afraid to hold bars, you know? Right. And he doesn't give up on our pigheadedness. <laughs> right. You know? Um, and I, I just, I, Jenny knows this, but I just love to picture like the Holy Spirit in the court of rooms going, eh, God, yeah, I don't know. That's probably <laughs> sacrilegious. Um, but I do whenever I have like a worry or something and then like God miraculously pulls through, which has happened in my ministry in Kirksville, like a whole bunch of times. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just imagine God going like the Holy Spirit, Jesus, they're like having a little party, like told you it was going to happen, <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> yes. and I'm like, yeah, okay. I should probably learn to trust one of these, one of these days. Right. right. At process. some point, like trusting should just be a natural thing, but it's just not. We suck at it so much sometimes, but, but yeah, I mean, we could talk forever and we will, we'll have more episodes. Uh, this one's going to be a lot longer than, than I think we want most of our episodes to be just because we wanted to get our full stories kind of out there. And I'm sure we'll, we'll share other bits and pieces to, cause obviously that was like the, the broad overview of the story. There's so many nuts and bolts that, that come with, with what God has done in each of our lives. I mean, why me look be doopy? You're hilarious. Anyway, <laughs> so we'll end there for today for this episode. Uh, again, if you like it, share it, uh, you know, follow us or whatever, on whatever podcast app you guys use. Um, you know, if you want to share it with friends, that's cool. Um, we're going to try and do an episode a week uh, and see where it takes us. But uh, we appreciate uh, just any feedback that we get, any encouragement. Uh, we like to, we want to try and be uplifting. There's enough negativity out there on the, on the internet that uh, we want to be a place uh, where we can have uh, positive, uplifting thoughts that we talk about hard things, but at the end of the day, understanding that God is good and he's going to do incredible things in and through us if uh, we continue to surrender to him. So anything else, Amanda, from you? No, I'm just very excited to be here. Um, I know I kind of entered a little nervous, but I, I don't know. I'm having a good time. So I'm excited. Yeah, please. Um, yeah, comment, share, ask questions, ask things that you want to hear, um, questions you have, you know, whatever. Yep. Let's see where this let's see where this thing takes us. Yeah, we got some ideas it's coming down the down the pike eventually. But uh, here we'll just start off slow, getting getting the story out there, and then we'll go from there. So anyway, I I will close us out each time, Amanda, unless you have objections with uh, that God blesses us to be a blessing to others because I yeah, think no, please do most of the talking. That's perfect. <laughs> No, it's got to be both of us. We, we're both funny people, I've been told. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so you guys have a great day. We'll catch you next time.